This is Reese with the True Answers Podcast. I just wanted to make you aware of an uh, editing issue that occurred with this week's episode. The intro and the introduction of our guest uh, gets a little, the audio gets a little weird. We tried to clean it up as much as possible, but just bear with it because the audio does right size itself shortly after that period. So thank you so much and enjoy tonight's episode. Welcome to the True Answers Podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Reese. In a world of deception, we want to help you discover true answers. Hey everybody, welcome back to um, True Answers Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of sitting down with my pastor, Joe Don Calhoun. Uh, Just so everybody knows, Rob is not able to be here tonight. Um, so we're going to record solo, but, uh, as you know, we've been talking about the gifts of the spirit. Uh, we're in first Corinthians chapter 12 and tonight we're going to deal with verse nine and I'll go ahead and read it in the amplified version to another wonder working faith is given by the same Holy spirit and to another, the extraordinary gifts of healing by the one spirit, uh, and to another, the working of miracles, and then it goes on to talk about prophecy, which we've already covered. So tonight, um, Pastor is going to illuminate us on uh, miracles, healing, and faith. Um, so thank you so much for doing this, Pastor. It's great to be here. Cool. So uh, the first thing that I just wanted to kind of talk to you about is faith. So let, let's kind of start with faith, I guess. Uh, now, anybody that knows you, you've... I believe that the gift of faith has been throughout your life, especially in your childhood. Absolutely. So just share like some of the, uh, some of the times you felt like that gift has been in, in action, specifically in your childhood. Let's start there. Well, that's going back a ways. Pull some cobwebs. It's wonderful to be here. And I, I do know that when you're raised to use faith as a regular, um, function in your life for instance for instance if you have a need constantly and you're raised in the church and you know that your family has a tendency to gather around and pray for that need and then you see answers to that that really builds your faith young Mm -hmm. to believe that god can and that god will step in on your behalf and uh coming from a rough upbringing um we were very poor growing up and so we had to have a lot of faith we We did one of those sit down at the table and pray for food, and then it shows up at the door kind of situations several times. And and we drove to church a few times with only enough gas money to get there and then came out and saw, you know, saw an envelope with money in it taped to the steering wheel. Because we didn't, I grew up, you have to understand, I grew up in Alaska, and we didn't lock our doors. There's just no reason to really, no one was... It wasn't a theft-ridden area. And um, so to come out and to see that and to know that we weren't going to get home if we didn't have help. Yeah. And then to see people leave groceries for us at times when I knew we didn't have it. And just growing up in that and watching my mother um, through everything have faith in God. That was, un- it was unbelievable. It, right. it built my faith to know that um, I ex- my expectation just grew. And I think because I learned to put my hope in the Lord that he would take care of us, that that faith became the substance, like scripture says, of things hoped for. Yep. 
And so whenever you direct, and then that kind of built my trust in God, which from that trust, I know I have, um, I guess this, this holy fervor, mm-hmm. you know, this, this God can kind of spirit and how dare you, like we are the people of covenant in a way and, and how dare you devil take or try to uh, encroach on what God's kids are supposed to have. Those right. kind of things, those are born, that valor, yeah. that courage that all comes from that level of, of holy fervor. Like I've put my hope in the Lord. So faith in scripture is the substance of things hoped for. We know that in, in, in Hebrews 11, but when you're looking in the Hebrews, you, uh, when it's talking about the Hebrews of the halls of faith, really, where it's talking about Abel and these other ones that in Enoch was translated, you know, all these different things that happen in the scripture, it's saying over and over again, it's emphasizing that they had faith and by faith they gained a good report. Mm-hmm. And so I felt early on that if I could just hold on to my faith, that someday, no matter how bad life looked, you know, a stepdad that went to jail, you know, a family that broke apart, all of these different things, alcohol in the home, abuse, those things could not stop the faith that I had. Yeah. And I knew that if I just held on to that, held on, and some people say, well, you know, you can't always hold on to God um, because he's, and he holds on to you better than you hold on to him. Well, that may be true, but I just kind of focused on holding on to my faith. And that brought me to places where I've seen God do things that really impressed me uh, with the understanding that he's not only a good God, he's a good father, but he also keeps us. Mm-hmm. He'll keep us protected, safe. And not that we don't go through difficult times, but just that that faith lineage of hope and then faith and trust and then that that holy understanding of expectation that all comes out of walking through those different moments yeah. growing up. So I think uh, it, it really reminds me of like the David kind of faith yes. when he's, you know, going against Goliath. Yes. But when you were talking about how dare you devil, right? Like that's yeah. what it reminded me of is uh, he had faith enough right. to set himself apart from the rest of the group, from the rest of the Israelites to say, you, you know who we serve, right? Right. Like, we serve the guy that's going to kick your tail, basically. <laughs> so good. <laughs> but but that's that's like the kind of faith. And I think when the Bible's talking about the gift of faith, like mm-hmm. as a spiritual gift, uh, I believe it goes above and beyond the mm-hmm. measure of faith that the Bible talks about. Like Absolutely. how God's given everybody a measure of Absolutely. faith. Right? But yeah. uh, to your point, like when you're talking about going through difficult things— mm-hmm. For people that go through hard things, mm-hmm. I think God gives the gift of faith mm. because he knows, mm. right? Like he knows what our life is going to be like. He knows sure. the struggles that come and, and the gift of faith, like what the Amplified Version says, wonder working faith. Wow. It's like above and beyond that, right? So yes. like um, I think we've kind of connected too because our family lives are, you know, the whole thing with my dad, like the issues that, yes. that I had growing up, like with, with him and like some of the struggles that he went through and, uh, how that impacted our family. Like I felt like I grew up in a home where, you know, there wasn't a dad, 
present, even right. though he was there, you know, the missing man syndrome. Exactly. Right. Right. But, but the faith that comes with overcoming those struggles and those situations, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that's, that's gotta be the gift of faith because like who could go through stuff like what you've been through mm-hmm. and be able to still have faith? You know, like it's, it's mirac- it's a miracle. It's right. miraculous. It's something right. that God does. Right. And, you know, I would speak to that because I feel like God gives all men the measure of faith. I feel like God looks from the end to the beginning of your life mm-hmm. and he meads out in that scripture. I feel like it, he, he, he gives you how much faith you need for what he sees you will go through. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. And then that supernatural gift of faith, it's the gift of the Holy that comes through the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know, so the Spirit of God, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible tells us to to desire the gifts of the Spirit. Right. And so the gift of faith is one of the ten that's listed in this chapter, and mm-hmm. one of the beautiful, I believe it's ten. Um, I think I've, We won't hold you to that number. Okay. I've made so many mistakes on this I, podcast. It, I think it's funny. nine, actually, now that I think about, about it. Word of wisdom. You know what? It is nine. Word of knowledge. Split three, three, and three yeah. is like how, okay, how yeah. I remember it. I was thinking 10 doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's nine. Pastor but, messing yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. See? Got to give me um, some grace. I need some grace. Um, but what I found is the gift of faith that flows through the Holy Ghost is closely linked to identity in God. Mm-hmm. So like your hope and your faith has to be directed in a in a pathway. So when we say God gives the measure of faith, that's good. That's to get you through life. But when you step into a direction with that faith, like you you direct your faith toward God that he can and he will. Now we're talking about miracles and healing. We're moving toward that right. in, in this podcast. And so when you say, you know, well, you have hopes. Anybody can have hopes. Mm-hmm. Well, I have faith that I'm going to do better in life. I'm going to get a better job. I'm going to get a better situation, whatever it is. Well, that's most people have the measure of faith to invest that. But whenever you put your faith in God to do something, when you direct that through God, mm-hmm. you actually are anchoring your faith to his identity, mm. which is very powerful. Really yeah. So, what happens is whenever the Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for, your hope is like the concrete in your face. You say, well, that's the foundation. But the foundation has something that it consists of, right? So that's hope. Hope is I put my hope in the Lord, and therefore I invest my faith in him. And because I'm putting my faith in him, I have a substance to hold on to. Mm-hmm. Faith is not substantial. There's no substance to faith. And in fact, to walk by faith is not to walk by sight, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're walking by faith, it makes no sense to the average logical mind that would look at something linearly and say, if this is this, then this is this. And so therefore, you should have no faith based on all the things you went through as a child. Right. That would be one way of looking at it in an, in a linear path. But when you have all of your faith invested in God, then you know that he's inherently a healer. Mm-hmm. He's inherently a miracle worker. Mm. He's inherently a God who wants to set free and deliver. Right. So because I know that, you know, I feel I feel help here. You know, I feel <laughs> the Holy Ghost. Because I know that, I know that God will step in and do mm-hmm. what we are asking him to do right. because of his inherent nature. You know, when the Bible says, 
you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That word power is dunamis. When that little lady crawled through the crowd and touched the hem of Jesus' skirt, he said, I felt virtue. That mm -hmm. word virtue also translates to dunamis. Mm -hmm. So when you understand that the word dunamis, it breaks down. It's a beautiful study. Study it sometime, but it breaks down to mean the inherent quality of something. Wow. Like an elephant's inherent quality is strength because of its mass. Mm -hmm. A cheetah's inherent quality is speed because of the way it's built. Mm -hmm. God's inherent quality is the miraculous. Mm. <laughs> That's, That's so good. So when I invest my faith, I don't have to look at my life and see, well, look how torn apart it was. Look how yeah. much mess I came from. He picked me up, turned me around. You know, that whole song, put yep. my feet on solid ground, clean me up. But in that, even though he saved me and mm -hmm. sanctifies me, my faith could have been damaged except for that my faith was never in me. Right. My faith was never in my mother or my father or even my church. My yeah. faith was in God. Right. And so by doing that, I have created something that's linked to his identity, which... Mm is his I am, right? Right. And he's always willing to be what we ask him to be as his children. Mm. So that that flows through the Holy Spirit because I can't I can't link to him and say he is God. Right. He is Jesus without the Holy Spirit. Yeah. No man can say you know that Jesus is Lord except by the, except by the Holy Spirit. So right. that's what's beautiful about it is that spirit not only gives you gifts that you can desire and excel in, but it also gives you the ability to put your faith in the one true living God, mm. you know, which gives you that identity. So while you're waiting on God, you know yeah. that he is truly going to do it. You just have this overwhelming expectation. Mm. I think that's the perfect segue actually to um, talk about the gift of miracles, mm. right? Because you were talking about how God's inherent quality is the miraculous. Yes. You know, we can see it all the way from Genesis chapter one. Yes. When he spoke and created, and sure. that was a miracle because it scientific community says that can't happen. Right. But because his inherent quality is miraculous, it's like everything that he does when he interacts with our time and when he interacts with our world is miraculous just in and of itself. Amen. Because it's coming from a spiritual being into a physical world. And we know you've preached it before how the spirit uh, impacts or influences the physical. Yeah, so absolutely. everything that we see in our physical, uh, everything that we can perceive, I should say, in the physical is an effect of something that happens spiritually. But uh, as far as miracles go, mm -hmm. I know there are a couple times like um, when you've asked me to preach for church and I've shared like just some of the stuff, some of the miracles I've seen, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I remember, you know, I know I've already told you this this story, but like driving on E for two weeks because I didn't have money to put in my gas tank and I had to go to work and I had to go to school and, you know, whatever. It's like, that doesn't happen. Mm -mm. That shouldn't happen. And that's a miracle, right? But what's like your perspective on the gift of miracles? Like when we're talking about in this context. Um, and just so everybody knows, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10 it starts off to say, and to another, the working of miracles. What do you think about that, Pastor? Well, you know, all of these gifts, you know, Paul emphasizes as he's trying to help the Corinthian church. Mm -hmm. 
he's emphasizing that these all come from that same spirit. Yep. Right. And so he's saying there's not only gifts within the spirit of God that mm-hmm. you can strive for. And actually the Bible says to pursue. Yeah. Um, but they are diverse so they can be broken down mm-hmm. and they're also given to different individuals, sometimes based upon a, their desire yeah. or B the way that they're wired. Mm. Mm-hmm. Some people are naturally more sensitive to the Holy spirit by personality trait. Sure. They're more sensitive to other people's spirits. They can tell when someone's sad or someone's not feeling well. That's a spiritual kind of thing. They can pick up on some things. Okay. But I'm, I don't want to be too far out in left field, but I do want to say that the spiritual people, the spiritual people need to have more grounding in truth and the truth grounding people need to have more spirit in their life Sure, because they need a balance too, yeah. you know, because you can be all engineering <laughs> yeah. and, and statistics and strategy and, and then you can be all, faith and just believe that, you know, the Lord gave you the parking space at the front of the store and he told you to wear a blue shirt and, you know, all of those things. But the beauty of being someone who desires miracles is it says the working of miracles, Mm -hmm. that there is, when there is a job to be done and you know that only God can do it, then you want to put God on the job. Right. You know, and... So when you have seen that long enough, for instance, one time uh, my sister-in-law was very young and we had just gotten married and she had a fever and I just had this holy boldness, like God can do this. These Mm -hmm. are God's people. They're dedicated to him, you know? And so if he's their keeper and their provider, I, I just walked in and I put my hand on her forehead and I said, in Jesus name, let the stripes of Jesus heal your body because he said that he would bear stripes for our healing. Right. And he did that. And it says that the stripes are for or or past tense Mm -hmm. or for our healing. So it's, it's like we are healed. Okay. In, in, in God's mind. But what you're stepping into is you're saying, God, if you did it, do it now. If you did it then for this moment, then I leverage that for the mm-hmm. use of the benefit and the working of benefit for this person yeah. or the help of this person. So every one of these gifts listed are to help the church. Mm-hmm. That's what they're for. They're to enhance and help the church. Yeah. And so the overwhelming gifts that that come through, obviously, are the gifts of healing and gifts of miracles. People are drawn to that. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain things that Paul says are for the unbeliever, and certain things that Paul says are for the believer. Right. And some of the things that we see, um, I think, are more for the unbeliever, too. Like, they're, they're, they're a benefit. They help the person you're praying for that needs the miracle. Mm-hmm. But also, it's to be a sign to the unbeliever that this, you couldn't do that sure. without God. So, there, A, there is a God. Right. And, B, he's working in this place or in this situation. Mm. And that gives people something to think about yeah. and something to invest their faith in. Yeah, that's true. There's a, there's a place in, I think it was the book of Acts, um, where Paul was visiting a church. I can't even remember which one it was, but in order to encourage their faith, 
Mm-hmm. The Bible says that God worked many strange miracles by his hands. Yes. And it was to edify the church that was there and show them or illustrate the power of God and the fact that we walk in authority because God's given us authority, not because we have authority in ourselves, you know, to do anything. Right. But because God, like what first Corinthians is getting at, it's that spirit. It's the spirit of God that works these things. Yes. And it's not like by our own power, but, uh, I, it's so true that when you see a miracle take place, Mm -hmm. immediately your faith is increased. It's like, it's an immediate reaction. Um, but I wanted to ask you this. So we know this about faith, Mm -hmm. right? That when God decides to do a miracle or Mm -hmm. do a healing Mm -hmm. and it increases our faith, this is more of like a technical question and maybe it's off subject a little bit, but how do we keep our faith increased? Do you know what I mean? So it's Mm -hmm. like at times, and I know I've experienced it in my life where God does a miracle or God provides, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then a couple months down the road, you start to feel almost like you're coming off that high of that miracle, right? You're a pastor. So give me the technicals. Like, how do you maintain that in your life? Because like, I recognize miracles happen all the time. Sure. But to say a new believer who experiences their very first miracle is how do you keep that fire burning? How do you keep your faith high like that? I, I think we have to understand that faith is dynamic. And we are going to have moments where we ride the roller coaster, where we're going to have high moments and low moments. We go from faith to faith, Scripture says. So mm-hmm. we're talking about there are times when there's going to be mountaintop experiences and valley experiences. And both of those two things are necessary in the Christian life because they accomplish two different things. Right. Mountaintop is to change your vision. Valley is to change you. Right. So we know we need both of those experiences. So we cannot in the human condition always stay up no matter what it is. Uh, We can try to be positive. You know, being positive is is a good thing. Actually, it's an attribute of a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you're not being negative is actually necessary to be a good leader, you know. Yeah. Um, but and also, actually, I learned negativity damages your brain. Yeah, it damages some synapses and yeah. things like that. So the pathways and that's important to know because, you know, you you attract what you're ready for. And so if you're constantly looking for positive things, you will cognitively bias toward those things. Mm -hmm. And so if you're looking for miracles, you're looking for God to work, you're looking, you're saying, God can do this. God is able, God is capable that then you're not looking for every moment when the prayers didn't work. You're looking for praise reports and you're feeding on faith driven things. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't say, that doesn't mean that you're uh, in this bubble, and you're just saying, well, there's no reality out there. That's yeah. not what it's saying. It's saying that my reality is informed by my faith, not the other way around. You know, yeah. not I don't take my reality and try to find faith in it. I have faith that informs my reality. Like, mm-hmm. whatever I'm going through, my faith shall stand. Yeah. You know, I don't look at my life and go, I wonder if my faith will help me get through this. Mm. I look at my faith and go, my faith is bigger than anything I will ever go through. Yeah. So that's one thing that you have. And then also just the fact that I know that God has measured to all men the measure of faith. We started with that. Yep. So whenever I get to something that's difficult, I tell myself, 
I've got faith for this. Mm. God's given, God knew this. This isn't a surprise. Yeah. He foreknew this. Yeah. And he, he, you know, in the sense that he foreknows something, God can foreknow everything with, and still leave us with the choice to decide. You know, right. that's one thing about God is just because he foreknows something doesn't mean he orchestrated your decision. Right. You have a will as a human being. So it's like a forecaster with weather. Sure. Like whenever you have a forecaster, he can forecast that it's going to begin to rain at 3 p.m., but he doesn't make it rain. Right. Right. Mm. So even though God foreknows something, he still gives you the will to choose. And my will always says, I'm going to choose faith over anything that's frustrating me. Yeah. I'm going to go to the next level and take it higher. Because if I can, if I, if you meet a challenge on the same level that it comes at you, you mm -hmm. will never conquer it. You mm -hmm. will just fight it yeah. all the it's like time. like stalemate. Right, You'll exactly. So whatever comes at you, you have to go to a higher level mm. to con to conquer it. In yeah. fact, that is strategic warfare. Go to higher ground, yep. right? So the reason why I keep my faith up and the reason why I stay in the Word as much as I can, the reason why I come to church, the reason why I sit under the Word, because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, Scripture tells us. Right. Then that preaching of the Word constantly being put into my life, I come eager. I come wanting more because faith can be built. And every time I take a new stronghold in my faith where I, I know I'm doing good, I try to mark that. I try to mark that like if there's revelation that comes from that. So yeah. faith being built over time opens up God opportunities because faith is a generator. Yeah, it really is. Faith generates more faith. Mm -hmm. So if you are able to get under the word and, and the word of God generates faith as well. So yeah. we know that. But one of the things that I loved about learning early on that faith gives opportunities with God mm -hmm. is that if I build faith like you build a muscle in a gym, they always use that analogy when I was younger. Right. Like, hey, if you if you go to the gym long enough, you're going to start to see results in your physical body. Sure. Um, unless you're not doing <laughs> anything at the gym. <laughs> Hopefully you're you're there for gains, you know what I'm saying? Right. But if you're not, you're, you're going to show. I mean, like there's guys been going to gym for five years, and it's like, bro, you don't look like. <laughs> do you even lift? Yeah, yeah, like... do you even lift, bro? You know, but... But if you're going there and you have a regiment, it's going to begin to show on your physical body. You're going to get right. stronger physically. Same thing with faith. Mm -hmm. You may not always be able to benchmark where you are in faith. But whenever you see someone struggling with something and you know you have faith for that, yeah. and then you look in your past and you see you struggled with that before, but you, it seems so small to you now, mm -hmm. now you know the benchmark. Mm. So you can tell... Not that you compare one to another, because Paul said that's not wise, but you can tell when your faith has come to new levels. Yeah. Because... It's almost like as you look over your life. Exactly. Right? Like you can see mm -hmm. the progress. Yes. Actually, you're hitting on something. I had a conversation with a guy today um, whose brother passed away, his younger brother, mm. passed away tragically while he was in college. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess the story was like he fell out of a six-story window. Like they weren't... There wasn't like drugs or anything involved. It was just like a freak thing. And he was like in a dark place for a long time. Hmm. You know, I'm an older brother. So like I, I get that like protection, you know, and then when something like that happens, you feel like you didn't protect like you were supposed to as an older brother. And there's all these feelings. Mm -hmm. And he was actually at a point where he was, 
um, a little bit like suicidal where, you know, he's just like, oh, what's sure. the point? Oh, sure. What's the point in living? You know, um, but, and he, he's a, a faith driven man mm-hmm. and he continued to pray and, you know, just, just try to feel the comfort of God when, mm-hmm. when you're in a situation like that, it's very hard, but did everything he could. And he didn't think he was really like over it, mm-hmm. but just out of nowhere, he met some guy who this other guy's little brother died. And now he's in a position where he has to help this other guy try and get through this situation. Sure. sure. You know? Sure. And, and he felt at the beginning, like he was helpless. Like there's no way I can help this guy. I'm still dealing with my own whatever. But as he looked now today, a couple years later, as he looks back, Mm -hmm. he can see how God let him, like just just be comforted and and deal with it so that when this other guy came and had the same issue he had enough faith where he could say you know what god helped me through it it wasn't easy right like it, god doesn't ever promise anything's going to be easy right he does say that his burden is lighter than than ours which is true but that doesn't mean life's you know never going to kick you in the teeth it does at times it does does. Uh, but he can see that, like what you're talking about, that progression of his faith, even in like the darkest moment of his life mm. and how his faith grew to a point where he was able then to minister to somebody else yeah. and help their faith yeah. grow. Yeah, boy. You in know. a tragic, tragic situation. Yeah, there's something to be said about scars of victory, you know, that yeah. that Jesus helps us through some things that we don't even realize we're coming out of until Mm -hmm. we're out of it. Right. And there's other moments where we know that someone said something, someone did an act of kindness or reached out to us or prayed for us or, you know, just said, you're going to get through this. And that was the turning point. Yeah. But, um, in that scenario, you know, looking back, he can see that God did something in him. And then his, you know, there's a lot to be said about your journey of faith. Right. And that's what that's speaking to is mm-hmm. his journey of faith. Mm-hmm. And he didn't realize it, but he turned around and now is helping somebody else. So so his journey of faith ended up being the survival guide for somebody else. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's so good. That's really important because that gives purpose to the pathway. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a rocky pathway and it's not the mountain you would choose to climb, especially carrying the cross, your cross in life, yeah, um, that cross is heavy. His was heavy, losing a brother like that. And, you know, the truth of the matter is there are no convenient crosses left. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're, they're heavy, they're hard. And life, I drove by somebody because we were on vacation this last week and I passed a car on the freeway and, it, and he had a sticker on the side window of his car and it said existence is painful. <laughs> so it's just life is painful and there's yeah. wounds that will come. But if you let the healer, the miraculous healing of God, and that's the gift of healing is for that. It's mm-hmm. it's someone that has that gift of healing um, that desires that and has gone after that and builds their faith. It opens the opportunity for them to see moments to pray for mm-hmm. people right. and help them heal. Yeah. Not just physical healing like, you know, you have you have something in your physical body that God mm-hmm. miraculously heals. I, I have a friend who was born with only one lung mm-hmm. and and just a stump on the right side. And then we prayed over him 
and the pastor came in and we prayed and and God gave him a right lung. He's got x-rays with no mm. with one left lung and no right lung. And then afterwards, he's got a right lung and a left lung. And the right lung is actually bigger than the left one. He's got two fully... Fun- and they have x-rays before and after. Yeah. And it's it's documented as an as a miracle act, you know, wow. of God. That is so like God. Too. Yeah. And <laughs> so... I, I've seen I've away. seen that stuff happen. I've mm-hmm. seen cars back over little kids unintentionally, yeah. and the kid walk get up and walk away. Yeah, and you can say, "Well, it just happened." I've seen people thrown from vehicles, and then the vehicle land on them, and where they happened to land was in a snowbank. So they when the when the truck hit them, mm-hmm. it pushed them down into the snow, and they Damn. survived. If they would have landed anywhere else, they would have been dead. I right. have seen miracle after miracle in my ministry life mm-hmm. where you you come too late to convince me that God did right. not do this stuff. Right. So Jesus has a killer story too. There's a Did hand. He tell you about that. There's the hand of God in it. Like he told it on our podcast and like he was roofing a house and the guy who hired him fell off three it, stories. And yes. Like couldn't feel his legs. Like he was at that point landed flat on his back. Wow. And Jesus said he just felt the power of God come over him. And he laid hands on the guy and said, in Jesus name. And the guy stood up and looked at all the other workers and said, this is the Jesus who I've been telling you about. Like, just, <laughs> isn't it crazy? Oh, but, my goodness. But that's what a miracle is. It's oh, absolutely exactly. crazy. Exactly. And uh, the powerful thing is, like, when we were talking about the gentleman whose brother passed away, I was thinking about the gift of healing mm. when I was talking about that because it's like what you said. It's more than just our physical body because I think sometimes mm-hmm. – like our emotional well-being and our mental well-being kind of gets overlooked because we're so, you know, we want to see the withered hand get extended. We want to see people without any eyeballs in their head. All of a sudden God puts eyes in their head, but we don't talk about like the people who had been depressed for five years and God brought them out and healed their mind. Like we don't talk about stuff like that. So I'm glad you brought that up. And that's huge, you know, emotional damage and, and emotional wounds and, and the healing of the inner man is, right. is huge because the scripture says that the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, though the outer man perish mm-hmm. daily, the inner man is renewed day by day. Right. So if I were the enemy, I would attack your faith, A, yep. and B, I would attack your inner man. Right. And that's what I believe the enemy's done. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tried to pull faith down in God because he knows that if you put your faith in God's identity, you get the revelation and the healing and the miracles and the right. signs and the wonders that he does. Yep. And and it follows them that believe. So if those things follow us because our faith is directed at him, then I would attack the faith. Mm-hmm. And so I think that overall the gift of miracles is to create that um that power in the church that no matter what we stand against god has an answer right god has an option there's always an option left with god i've said that before yeah and so he does that for his people like if you have no because so what when i see when i see people that are completely hopeless in a situation i know i have an answer for them right because no matter what it is god can do the work and I, it, mm-hmm. when I believe that, when I have that security in that, yeah, 
then I, I'm ready to step into a place of miracles. I'm ready to step into a place and pray for someone to be healed. I don't have any fear of anything in this life, you know. So obviously you're cautious, mm-hmm. but um, you do have this overwhelming joy to know that God is God is able and He works through His people. So right. if He hears my prayers and He answers, and I know He does, then I'm going to pray for a situation I see. And then you just set out to just start conquering stuff. Right. You know, just get, you get this spirit of what do you need? Let's pray. What do you need? What, what do you need? You know, it's like, it's like, yeah. Oprah, you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> yeah. That's a bad illustration, but you know what I mean? Man, I think, uh, I think actually that's a great place to wrap up. Thank you so much for... It was an absolute joy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for sitting down with me. Um, we talked about faith, healing and miracles today. Um, but tune in next week because we have a couple other um, gifts of the Spirit that we're going to wrap up on. And thank you all so much for listening and keep seeking for true answers. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of True Answers. Rob and I have really enjoyed bringing this type of content to you. And we also wanted to let you know that you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or any other place that you receive your podcasts from. Thank you so much. God bless you and keep seeking for true answers.